Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hello and welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek! Whoa, 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 start over. <laughs> that was not, What's wrong? That was not a good beginning. Okay. Okay. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. Oh my gosh. I'm Christy McQueen and I promise I'm not drunk. I just, I have a case of the giggles. And my poor husband, the movie geek, Justin Winters, is on my left. And he is just, like, suffering, basically. Justin Winters is here. <laughs> well, I'm introducing you if people don't know who you are. Who are you? What's my name? <laughs> this is not a good start. I feel like I need to explain why I'm giggling. Okay, go ahead. So we've saw, we've saw, we've seen two movies this week. They're about language arts. <laughs> we saw Fatal Attraction and Fear. And we, before we do our podcast, we always kind of say, like, oh, what movie do you want to talk about first? And we were just having kind of that little background discussion. And then, I don't know why, but we started looking up quotes from Fear. I know why. Because it's <laughs> why? an awesome movie. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why I decided it was funny. It's probably not. But to me, it really was and still kind of is. That it would be fun to read the quotes in the voice of Julia Child. And I was like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> but Chrissy... Insisted. Thinks it is. Would read the quotes and then laugh at herself for like five minutes straight. <laughs> so like Mark Wahlberg at one point is at a door. Our baby is not amused. Our baby loved it. And, he, and me as Julia Child as Mark Wahlberg was like, this is not where I had to end up. So let me in the effing house. Trudokin. <laughs> wow. Come on, haven't you all either been that kid in school or like that kid in church when you know you're not supposed to be laughing and you can't stop laughing? Praise the Lord! <laughs> it's just one of those nights. I'm sure I'll calm down eventually, but it's so much fun. <laughs> On to movies. <laughs> Movies are a very serious topic around here. So serious, in fact, that in case you were unaware, we recently entered into the first annual fantasy movie draft with the popcorn mafia's Gray Drake. If you don't know who Gray is, she's a friend of the show. She's a wonderful um, movie critic for Movies.com and on CNN. On the weekends, you can see her. And she's just like the bomb, basically. And she has a podcast called Popcorn Mafia, so we... You're really buttering her up to get to the point, which is buttering me up. God, you just (laughs) want to take everyone else's glory for yourself, too. Not enough that you have your own. you got to steal other people's. What glory does she have? Being awesome. She lost. She got third place. (gasps) Congratulations, Gray. (laughs) 
I'm going to defend my homegirl for a second. Do not say that! Anyway, basically we got to, it's like a football thing, because I know football. <laughs> we get to pick movies and... Um, it's not a football thing, huh? Well, that's how they... Pretty much, pick, it's called sports. Okay, sports, where they pick players for fantasy teams, because that's real life. Or dodgeball, when you were in elementary school. Fine. We each picked movies, and then if they got nominated or they won awards, we got points. Uh, in the draft, Justin got the pleasure of picking first, so he had an immediate advantage. Gray got to pick second, and little me, bringing up the rear, got to pick third. Uh, Justin won this spectacular event. We all kind of knew he would, but gave him a lot of crap about it leading up to it, because he was so like... I shouldn't even play. I should just stop playing halfway through because I'd still win. And nobody likes a winner like that. <laughs> but we were very happy for him. So, Justin, congratulations on your big win. Thank you very much. Good luck. All right, let's get on. Let's, let's stop uh, all the masturbation here. Oh, wait, wait. Whoa. We went from Julia Child to masturbation, kind uh, of. Let's, let's get on and talk about the movies. I was just, hey, I, you told me I was buttering Gray up too much, and then I buttered you up. I know. I, I was just kidding. Okay. I came Yay. in second. Yay, one. You came in second. Good job. Yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> um, our original plan was that we were going to watch two Oscar Best Picture winners that Chrissy had never seen. Um, I immediately picked a bunch of options for myself. And then Chrissy decided that she was not. Well, it was all like, let's watch, not Die Hard, but the Western. Let's watch the Western. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. You like Quick and the Dead? That's a Western. <laughs> it's like the only Western I know of and like. Well, that's probably because you've only seen maybe two or three. Let's watch Dances with Wolves. No, you were like, let's watch Gone with the Wind. I That's a legit choice. It, it's an iconic picture. I've never seen okay, it. So you have trouble making it through a 90-minute movie, and you want to watch four-hour Gone with the Wind? Four-hour Gone with the Wind is somehow easier to take than 90-minute Western. So, anyway, like it often happens with Chrissy, we just gave up and got frustrated. No, correction. Justin gave up and got frustrated and said... We're going to watch Fear and the movie with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. And I was like... But you don't even remember the name. <laughs> Fatal Attraction. No, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, screw it. Let's watch Fatal Attraction and Fear. It'll be a crazy psychopath double feature. And I was like, no, but, no, but before you said that, I was like, what does that have to do with the Oscars? And you immediately were like, they should have been nominated. No, they should have won Oscars. <laughs> oh, excuse me. We took it that far. Fatal Attraction was nominated. Fear... Not so much. <laughs> you think? I don't know. It won an Oscar in my heart. Oh, man. Your heart will go on and on. So, first of all, 1987, yes. Fatal Attraction. Chrissy. Yeah. Why have you never seen Fatal Attraction? Well, I think I was all of four when it came out. Did they only show it once? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then those, there's no possible way that Chrissy had... <laughs> Actually, probably not even four. I was more like three and a half. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where unless you are a self-proclaimed movie geek, you just kind of miss movies that happen before your time. Unless they're iconic in nature, you know, like The Wizard of Oz, where it repeats five million times on Thanksgiving, and of course you're going to see that. Well, 
We didn't like rent movies as a kid. Fatal Attraction isn't played five million times on Thanksgiving. Right. But it should be. (laughs) It's an iconic movie. True. Honestly. It is a two-hour PSA on the dangers of cheating with your wife. And on crazy chicks in general. On crazy chicks in general. Yeah. Psycho host beast. True dat. Yes. I'm not sure. This is one of those movies where it all unravels so grotesquely and just so badly as it goes on and on and on. That if you you kind of try to see like what was the first domino that set the whole thing in motion, it's almost <laughs> it was a domino. Yeah, <laughs> Justin's doing an obscene gesture. Uh it's almost but yeah no I got it I got it I got what you're trying to say. I I, I read this I get it. You know what that is? I'm just saying sex dominoes. Sex dominoes. I'm just saying like. Was it that? Was it meeting at the party? Was it just going innocently to have that drink and then leaving it open? At, like, what was it? Or could they have got away with just, you know, unfortunately, doing it one time and then he, if he would have left right then as opposed to staying the second night? Like, what was it that really, like, set the ball of crazy in motion? I think it was brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> On whose part? Both of their parts. <laughs> I think they're both crazy. That's true. Although uh, the character of Alex Forrest is significantly crazier than Michael Douglas's character. Yes, but for Michael Douglas to, out of everyone at that first party, like sushi party, for him to be like, that's the girl I want to cheat on my already impossibly beautiful wife with. The one that looks like Medusa. Thank you. I said that. I want to cheat on my wife with Albert Nobbs. That's, yes. Let me throw my whole life away for a night in the sack with Albert Nobbs. Hey, Michael Douglas. Thank you and good night. We should just end it there. Have you ever had sex in an elevator? Oh, God. Not late. I bet you haven't. I didn't know Albert Nobbs sounded like that. I haven't even seen Albert Nobbs, but that's how I imagine him speaking. Oh, my God. I agree with you, though. And, and I think, though, that, that happens to a lot of men who cheat on their wives. When you fi- Like, especially celebrities. And then you find out, like, who it was that, you know, so so it was, like, cheating on Elizabeth Hurley with. It's, like, somebody who looks like that prostitute who that Hugh Grant was with. You know, like, looks like a man. Yes. I don't understand. Can you explain to me the logic in that? Why men cheat with women who are significantly less good-looking than what they have at home? I have no idea. It's a mystery. It's an unsolved mystery. <laughs> but I know, or whatever I, that theme song was. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I don't know, man. She, like seriously, her hair was all severely pulled back. She looked older than her age. She got a little bit better as the movie went on, looks wise. But that particular first impression was not so good. Yeah. She's a wide forehead. She just does have a wide forehead. Yep. And she had, she had some booby things going on, too. You saw her boobs more times than I think I wanted to see her boobs. I know. It was kind of gross. They're kind of unfortunate. I mean, like, I think Glenn Close is a good actress. Yes. Obviously, she's, you know, scared she's the crap. She's Albert She scared the crap out of billions of men forever because of this movie. Right. Um, but I'm never like, 
You know who's really sexy? <laughs> Albert Knox. I mean, Glenn Close. <laughs> You're not even thinking of her as Glenn Close anymore. Here's a question. What? I found this interesting, and I thought about it on my car ride to work today. Do you think that Alex Forrest knew that she was crazy? Or do you think that, like, she she just, like, she genuinely didn't know how to handle that? Or, like, when he wouldn't take her calls, she was like, well, it, he's basically forced me to come to this. Like, this is the next logical thing. I have to show up at his place and, like, you know, meet his wife and do that because he won't take my call. And I have to. I have to. Like, do you think that she knew that she was crazy? Yes. You th- so you think it came from a, from more of a malicious state than like a than a genuinely not knowing you're crazy and you just think that like you have to you're well, compelled to do this i mean we we think that she's obviously bipolar or schizophrenic probably both probably more both. than likely bipolar i mean her did her father he committed suicide right that's why he eventually discovered it in the newspaper right? right at least that we think that was her father unless it was like her old lover yeah, she's got a few skeletons broken toys in the broken toy broken toy skeletons in the attic closet. <laughs> okay, but but wait, you never quite answered. Like, do you think that she like knew she was crazy, or do you think she was acting at what she thought wasn't crazy, just like her due? I don't know. What was her motivation, in other words? What was her motivation? Because I feel like Glenn Close didn't play it with malice. Especially, I mean, towards the end, yes. But especially, like, the part where uh, Alex goes to Michael Douglas's apartment, meets his wife, obviously, you know, doesn't tell her that why she's really there, pretends that she's there to see the apartment, and Michael Douglas comes in and is really pissed about it, right? Mm-hmm. If she were coming from a place of malice, when she looked at Michael Douglas when, she, when he came in the door, I would think that it would be more with a look of, like, ha-ha. And disdain behind the eyes, like, look what I did. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, total trying to get you, trying to stick it to you. No, I think she was legitimately, psycho- she's a psychopath. Right, and Which instead she's, like, looking at him, like, adoringly, like, nothing's wrong. That's what's scary. Right. Yes. So, therefore, she probably didn't know she was crazy. Or, again, she had multiple personalities, and she thought, one, you know... She's a switch. She's like a transformer. I've watched that show on Showtime about that with the girl and her daughter and her son. And the guy is one of the personalities. I don't think it works like that. Oh, really? Yeah. You're an expert. What's that called? It's not Transamerica. That's a different show altogether. I forget. It's uh, United States of Terra. Thank you. I knew there was like a country involved. But, I mean, like, those are clear-cut different personalities, and one doesn't really know what the other one has done. People have to tell her. Well, okay, she's a psychopath. She probably is bipolar, schizophrenic. I think sociopath. She's very anti-animal. Oh, the first sign, by the way. The, the, the most infamous bunny scene. The most infamous side that you are going to hurt people is when you hurt animals. Yes. All bets were off at that point for me. I was like, I don't care if she knows she's crazy or not, but she's got to go. You can't just kill a bunny. You can't. Um, Do you wonder if she was even really pregnant? Of course. 
Because, I mean, yeah, the doctor said congratulations, but who knows who that guy is? Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Yeah. Could be another psychopath. Right. A gang of psychopaths. Could totally be another psychopath. Or she went into his office and said, I took a home pregnancy test and I'm pregnant. And he said, great. When's your last period? Okay, here's when you're due. Here's some prenatals. Congrats. And didn't do any, like, testing of his own because she said that she took a test. Here's the big question. Huh. Why is Michael Douglas always hooking up with chicks that want to kill him? <laughs> like basic Instinct in this movie. Haven't seen Basic Instinct. I think you might have heard from me. You know what it's about. No, I don't. You don't? Nope. It's about... Michael Douglas hooking up with chicks who want, want to kill him. What do you think about Michael Juggles? Uh, I don't know who that is. Juggles. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas's uh, performance in this movie. Did you get fear from him? <laughs> oh, God. Was he a good dad to his... Uh, androgynous child? <laughs> androgynous child. Oh, man. That kid was androgynous. Here's the thing with Michael Douglas in this movie. Another transform. <clears throat> I like Michael Douglas in general, so it's hard for me to not like him. I didn't like him in this, and I don't know if it's because I... You were mad at him. You no, were mad at his well, character and that carried over. Well, hold on. I was, I was just getting at I don't know if it's because I don't think he did a good job in the role or because he did too good of a job in the role, and therefore I hated the character so much. I'm like, ugh. I think that's the second one. I don't know. I'm real. I, I'm kind of like in this gray fog of confusion about it. I haven't seen this movie forever, and I had forgotten how like imminently watchable it is. It is very watchable. I didn't want to fall asleep once. You're, you're like I've seen this story before. You know, I know how this is gonna go. But you're like, how is this gonna go? <laughs> how crazy is she gonna get? Let's listen to the crazy tape in our car. He made choices, too. Like, every time he could have made a good choice, he made a bad one. Every single time. Every time. Like, he, it was probably time to tell his wife. No, didn't tell her. Um, it's probably good if you see if somebody's following you home. And then he didn't. You know? Like, every time he could have made a good choice, he made a poor one. Maybe I shouldn't have gone home with Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Maybe I should have used a condom Condom, right? With Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have let Albert Nobbs know where I live. Maybe I should have taken her to a doctor myself of my own choosing before trusting her that she's pregnant. Maybe I shouldn't... <laughs> this could go on and on. I mean, really. Truly, every time he could make a bad decision, he did. It's like Michael Douglas's character was playing Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> and he failed. Where it's like, every you died. Go back to the beginning and try over again. That's exactly what happened. Turn to page 72. You died. <laughs> Choose your own Albert Nobbs adventure. <laughs> Just leave with Albert Nobbs. Turn to page 10. Just sleep with any other friggin' hot chicks at the sushi party. P -p -p Choose, you know, go to page four. If you want to have sex with Albert Nobbs. Looking like Medusa with, like, this... Really low cut dress that shows off for Albert Nobbs's non boobage. <laughs> Go nibs. to page 12. Nobbs nibs. Nobbs nibs. <laughs> 
And then, like, okay, so here's what happens. So, but anyway, as you watch the movie, it goes from, like, oh, why is he hooking up with her? Oh, they keep having sex. Stop. And you're like, oh, no, she's crazy. This is the worst thing ever. I remember saying to you at one point, like, they were doing it in the kitchen. And I was like, is this supposed to be sexy? And you were like, what? And I said, tell me the truth. Because maybe, you know, seeing it almost 30 years past the fact is coloring my vision a little bit. Were they considered sexy people at one point? Was this like for people in the audience back then? Did they be like, "Ooh, she puts tingles in my mustache"? Because everyone had a mustache then. <laughs> Uncle Douglas didn't have a mustache. And he was one of the few. But I mean, seriously, was it supposed to be sexy, or was it supposed to make kind of cringe? I don't know. I always thought it would have been funny if um, they're at that sushi bar and she's all like Medusa, Albert Knobs out on like the, the war path for someone to have sex with that she obviously that she actually had had sex maybe once in her life and she's like keep going to, she keeps going out looking for guys to Albert Knobs and then Michael Douglas like it's like okay and she's like yes and she just like pretty much ravages him and when she finds out that he doesn't want to leave his you know Incredibly, incredibly attractive wife and androgynous child for her. She's like, no. She's like, I'm pregnant. Okay. Do, do you know what I kept thinking? What? <laughs> You're just crazy. I kept thinking this movie deserves a reboot. Well, I mean, there have been many, many copycats of this movie. No, but like the actual movie deserves a reboot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like same title. With who? Oh, that's a good question. Cast the reboot, Chrissy. Oh, this quickly? I don't know that I can. Come on. We don't have enough time. Um, okay, well, f- first, the, the hardest is the female role. Yeah. Guy role. Go. Just like that? Like, just go? Just go. <laughs> just go. Do it. Ah. Come on, just just off the cuff. Start naming some people. Maybe Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Because he can be kind of like... He's cute, but he's got that douchey vibe to him, too. Where he could be douchey. How about, how about Ben Affleck? Thought of Ben Affleck, but is he, isn't he getting a little old? For a role like this, or no? Maybe not. Guys can be idiots at any age. Like, apparently, that's a good point. <laughs> True dat, Justin. Could be Ryan Gosling. No, it could not be Ryan Gosling. Yes, it could be anybody but Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. No. And Albert Knobs. <laughs> she stays in the role. She stays. Kid stays in the picture. <laughs> oh God, can you? No, I don't want to imagine. I was just gonna say, can you imagine? Or actually, Ryan Gosling can play the guy. His wife can be played by Rachel McAdams, and then Albert Knobs can be played like by. Uh, <laughs> Here in Glencoe's, you're like Albert Knobs can be played by Albert Knobs. Trying to think of somebody who would do crazy well, yeah, but not like overly crazy where it's just over the top straight from the get go. No, like legitimately psychopath crazy, like sociopath. Sure, sociopaths have a way of appearing normal when they need to. Okay, go. (laughs) You're the worst at this. No, I'm not. I think that makes me better that I can't come up with something in two seconds flat because it means I'm really thinking about my choices. Okay. Well, that was fun. (laughs)
oh no, never mind. <laughs> I had somebody in mind, and then I was like, I'm rethinking this. I don't know, maybe Elizabeth Olsen could be a good psycho. She's a little young now. What about Reese Witherspoon? She's getting a little old. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, she's not old. What am I saying? These people are in their 30s. Yeah. I think Anne Hathaway would be a good wife. Okay. Who's plays, who plays Albert Nobbs? <laughs> I mean, Alex Forrest. <laughs> we keep calling her Albert Nobbs. Um, somebody, do, do you remember when Erica Christensen was in Swim Fan? Yes. I keep thinking of her in that, but that's been, it's been so long since, like, she did that. That was the, um, the, the swimming version of Fatal Attraction. And she was great! <laughs> sure. That was, like, ten years ago. I know. Exactly. That's what, maybe uh, Michelle Williams? She could probably be crazy. Not crazy Lindsay enough? Lo Lindsay Lohan. But that's like she walks in the door and you're like, stay away. Choose your own adventure. Do not put, turn to page 10. She like puts her hair out. She's like. The girl is a freaking mess. I'm Albert Nobbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm Albert Nobbs now. She's dirty. Yeah, but see, that's just it. You know that going in. So you just don't touch that. You're like, no, thank you. Do you have anybody? Um. <laughs> to recast Albert Nobbs. Oops. Glenn Close with. Courtney Love. <laughs> She's way too old for this. <laughs> I hate to tell you, 90s Justin. Bad things happen to Courtney Love. <laughs> I don't think she could do this part. Let's bring back Whitney Houston. What did, as this movie was going <laughs> along, what was. Obviously, you'd never seen it. Didn't really know much about it beforehand. How did you think it was going to end up? I know she gets shot. You knew she got shot? Yeah. Because I had seen it in other movies where it's like one of the characters is watching that movie and that happens. Uh... I can't remember if it's Bridget Jones or a few other movies. But like, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that very last clip a few times. Um... How do you think the wife character handled everything? Oh, the wife. I felt sorry for her, as I think any woman would, you know, mm -hmm. for her to be in that untenable position. Mm -hmm. um, I think she reacted appropriately when she found out and at first was stunned and segued to horrified and segued to really, really pissed. And then when the shit hit the fan for her and she got in the car accident... It was like she immediately, like, she woke up in the hospital and took his hand and everything was going to be okay. And I was kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is everything suddenly okay? I mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't be okay. I'm not saying you should hate him. But there should have been some sort of explanation as to why everything is suddenly okay. Like, they never had to talk about it. It was just like, all right, okay, we're fine. And then uh, she took him you, home. Is that girl still pregnant? Because I don't even care. I'm so high, undelighted. I can't wait to raise that other woman's baby with you. <laughs> Can you imagine how crazy that other, that Alex's baby would have been had it been born? Yeah, it'd probably like knife its way out of her womb. Um. <laughs> crazy sociopath baby. That sounds bloody. Not good, bloody. Crazy baby. 
Because, <laughs> you know, good bloody exists. Well, what you don't know is there was originally a different ending to that movie. What was the original ending? It or the w- other alternate ending? She committed suicide and framed him. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know if it was when they were, like, doing screenings beforehand and it didn't get a good reaction. So they changed it. I think they wanted the comeuppance of, you know. I know who would be a good Alex Forrest. Who? Natalie Dormer. Sure. (laughs) She was an actress on um, The Tudors. And she was brilliant at playing both the charming social, you know, pretty girl and the crazy, crazy. About Rosie Perez. Hell to the no. <laughs> or there should be like a black fatal attraction. To have oh my be- God, I'm pregnant with your baby. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Sorry. I'm done now. But oh my God. <laughs> Commit suicide now. You gotta say the famous line where she's like, what she says? She says, uh, you change your phone number. You won't answer my calls. I won't be ignored, Dan. Oh, yeah, I won't be ignored, Dan. With such disdain in her voice, too. Like, seriously. I won't be ignored. <laughs> anyway, an iconic role for her. I'm surprised. I know she was nominated for an Oscar, but she was pretty damn good. Well, that yeah, Albert Nobbs. scare the piss out of you. <laughs> you it's know, not just me. Men all I know, I'm not just saying you. I, I was including you in like the ca- the whole thing of men. Whatever that is. <laughs> the word that I can't think of that encapsulates. <laughs> the whole thing of men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like making arm motions. I am. I'm like doing this whole world. wide world sort of motion. <laughs> oh, so much giggling. Okay. So what would be your final grade for a uh, favorite attraction really quick? Uh, B. Solid B. I would have given it a B plus if the kid had been less androgynous. So weird. Right? I don't know. I'd probably give it a B plus. Okay. I think it's great. I wonder if Sarah Michelle Gellar could play the psycho. It's got a great score. It's, the dun, score dun, is dun, ridiculous. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> They're like going upstairs. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun. Waiting for a taxi cab in the rain. You, dun, 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 you, look, dun. you look over at me. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> It's true. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, man. Great movie. Yes. On to an also great movie. So glad we could talk about Fear. OMG. So, basically what happened was, I don't know when I found out that you hadn't seen this movie, but I was like, you seriously have never seen Fear? It was a while you're like, ago. You're like, no. I'm like, you don't know what it's about? You're like, not really. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Chrissy. This came out when I was in high school, and I was obsessed with it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, if you can, in a brief <laughs> summation, can you explain why you thought it was hilarious? Or perhaps still do. Well, because it's um, one of those movies that, like in the same way that every time we turn on HBO, it's complicated as on. <laughs> yes. It's like one of those movies that you turn on HBO and it's always on, but you're like, it's like a, a trap. You're like, oh no, fear is on. 
Oh no, I gotta watch the whole thing. Selena! No. That's what Selena is for me. Every time it's on, it's like a vortex. Well, <laughs> so instead of watching Selena and being really sad because every time she dies at the end, oh, no, me puede. it's fear, where it's like every time <laughs> Mark Wahlberg <laughs> tries to overact his way through the movie, he's like a. A bad acting tornado through this movie, but it's great. He was just off the heels of the Basketball Diaries, I think, when this was filmed. So that movie, his character in this feels like a slightly better behaved version of his character in that. So it's just kind of a continuation of the same character. Um, This is also one of those movies that I remember seeing in the theater because the experience was so memorable because I had... um, these two really funny black women sitting behind me. And they <laughs> they were constantly narrating the movie. And usually I'm just like, not okay with that. And I'm like, are you serious? Or I'm like, shh. But they were like... <laughs> Go for it. Like, girl, you know that Alyssa Milano is, is sexing up your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> Go, you know you shouldn't be hugging your your male friend. He's gonna get his head chopped off. <laughs> what? I don't know. Throughout the movie, wow. Or Mark Wahlberg's character would do something really crazy and off the wall, and they'd be like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I admit there are movies like that where it, it's funny how the movie going experience makes all the difference in the world. Oh, it's great, and. Also, Fear has several really memorable scenes. It's not one of those movies where you're like, oh, I thought it was okay. When you're talking with Fear, you're like, oh gosh, we got to talk about this scene and this scene and this scene. Okay, if I had to guess, I would say those, oh my god, we got to talk about this scenes okay. are the roller coaster scene. Okay, let's talk about the roller coaster scene. Oh my god. First of all. Tell, tell, what happened when it, when it started, number one? They get on this ride, Reese Witherspoon and No, Mark I started Wahlberg. laughing. Oh, when you were just, like, giggling like a schoolboy by yourself? And they're holding hands, and, like, she's, like, getting his hand closer to her leg. And I was like, what is she doing? You were like, just wait! <laughs> That's, not what That's totally what you said. You said, just wait! <laughs> okay. And then, like, she, like, guided his hand into her lady bits. As they're, like, on a roller coaster. And I was like... It's got to be really hard to maintain an O face like that the entire time. You're, like, going up and down and being swirled around and all of that. Like, that's, that's good acting right there. But who does that? Seriously. I want you to masturbate with me on this kid's roller coaster. This, this rickety old this wooden, coaster. wooden roller coaster. <laughs> like... He must be good with his hands, I guess. And she initiated it. I was like, are you kidding me? You dirty. dirty. She was a dirty bird. (laughs) I always wondered, after that, did they, like, go on the Tilt-A-Whirl and he got, like, a hand job or something? (laughs) Well, here's the question. Whoa! 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 Gross. Whoa! You didn't act it out. I got it. So... (laughs) But thanks for the visual, in case I didn't get it. He got to get his, too. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the Ferris wheel is for. To go on the um, uh, the spinning thing where the bottom drops out. Oh, God. You look over and she's like. Justin, ew, make it stop. No. 
No, bad. Okay, so you were in so, high school so at what, the time. So what you're saying is you love this scene. It turned you on. Oh, yeah. So sexy. I was like, why didn't I think of that first? So wait a minute. Here's my question, because you were in... You're going on upside down really close. <laughs> Whoa! <And> viper. <laughs> I got a viper right here. All right. You were in high school at the time. Okay. Did watching this movie kind of like up your expectations of what you're supposed to do at carnivals? Like, from there on out, did you take a girl to the local carny and you were like, aw, yeah. Take a girl? I would just sit in a, like, <laughs> I'd be randomly selected, sit beside a random girl, like Carowinds, and I'd just be like, am I supposed to do this? Is this what's, <laughs> ex- is this what is expected of me on this ride? <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. Oh my gosh. It's Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Albert, Albert Nobbs is like, yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Wait a minute. We haven't even finished the ride. <laughs> Wait a second. I know. <laughs> a woman knows these things. How? I didn't know I was pregnant until I was on the, the Albert Knobs roller coaster getting finger banged. The Albert Knobs roller I need to see this movie now. Okay. How is it that you were randomly selected to sit next to people on this ride? I don't understand how that works. You've never been to an amusement park and you're by yourself? Like your whole family doesn't want to ride the roller coaster, but you're by yourself? No. And then then you you sit two, two to a thing? You're like... Right next to another random person. I've always sat with people I know every time my whole life. Oh, you're so lucky. No, touch, that's why I'm like. Touch you. No, it's not a special thing. I'm just, I'm like, your thing is almost abnormal. I'm like, what, what do you mean you sat next to a stranger on a ride? <laughs> what are you talking about? So you're saying when you, you go on a roller coaster and it's like the upside down roller coaster and you got one person, two person, three person, four person. In do a you, row. Yeah, in a row. You're saying if you go up there by yourself, you're like, sorry, but these <laughs> these three seats have to be empty. They're like, um, huh, um, yeah, ma'am, we have to fill the ride to capacity. No, these are only for my family members. They have chose not to come on this ride with me. So therefore, in their honor, I want these seats to be empty. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, if it's the Albert Nobbs roller coaster. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay. You go through a tunnel, you turn from like a girl to a dude. <laughs> dude loops. <laughs> the more loops you do, the the hairier your, your face gets or something. <laughs> Wait, I need, I need to breathe. Okay. If the ride you described before we went to Albert Nobbs then was like Batman, where it's like, it's four totally separate entities. That's different. But if it's like a I'm not traditional... telling somebody, she's not sitting on my lap. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? I was thinking more of like a traditional wooden roller coaster like Colossus where you're like, literally, you share the same lap bar. Oh, no. Not the same lap bar. <laughs> I'm just saying I've never shared a lap bar with a stranger. Maybe you should try sometime. <laughs> what should I ask them? Have you seen fear? But not while you're going part- up. I'm like, so. That's what I said. I'm <laughs> have like, you seen fear? have you seen fear? <laughs> then you know what's coming. <laughs> Some Albert Knobs like loops. People can be like, what? 
What does that have to do with fear? <laughs> Wild horses. Oh, man. That's Couldn't think of bank while the Albert Nose rolled the Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up, by the way. This movie is scored by Wild Horses by some <laughs> random chick-ass band and Bush's CD 16 Stone. It's true. There's like seven Bush songs. <laughs> Says. Okay, the reason I'm glad you brought that up is because that played every- Machine Head. <laughs> that that what you gonna come back down from this cloud and reach with us boobs, you got a big forehead. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Oh god. I mean I like Bush, but <laughs> every time that I know you do. You especially like it on the Albert Knobs roller coaster with a stranger sharing a lap bar. Hey, if it's what's expected of me. <laughs> yeah, you're just filling your quota, basically. Go ahead. <laughs> Every time that Wild Horses song came on, it was like when they were making out. Mm-hmm. I would have forgotten this had you not mentioned that and it all just came flooding back to me. Why can't Mark Wahlberg kiss like a normal human being? Why does he have to eat your face off every time? Like, every time you went to kiss Reese Witherspoon, it was like... I'm going to eat your whole mouth and your nose. It looked painful. Forget him being a a sociopath. How is her face not chapped all the time from all this moisture? (laughs) Right? And so, I mean, like, I get aggressive or, like, passionate making out or kissing. And she was was clear she was trying to reciprocate that way. She was like, all right, let's be passionate about this. But he was like, I'll eat your face. I'm going to kiss like a camel. He's like. The best is that scene where he's kissing her and she doesn't know that her dad is watching, but he's like, all over her face. So gross. Oh my God. I can't believe you hit the nail on the head though. I'm going to kiss like a camel. Like that's exactly what it was. And it was every time. It wasn't like one time. It was every single time. Tell your stepmother hot for me. Yeah, you step my for me. I'm going to tap her ass while we're in the pool. <laughs> she liked my pole. Oh. So, okay. So, roller coaster scene. <laughs> I nominate the roller coaster scene. For- no, that was my nomination. Yours was going to be the dance party. Oh, my gosh. Fear has one of the best pickup <laughs> scenes ever. I was looking for the, the actual quote online, but I couldn't find it. You found half of it. Basically, what happens is... <laughs> Go ahead. Does she ask him? She does she come? She's like, why aren't you not dancing? You're not dancing. He's like, I know. And she's like, why not? He's like, nobody's asked me yet. No, it's the other way around. He what? asks her. He's like, hey, you're not dancing. Are you sure? Yeah, and she's like, I know. Anyway, his pickup skills are amazing. And then, then <laughs> shit starts. Hitting the fan and they escape to the roof. Yeah, and he gets her to jump off the roof. Yes. And Alyssa Milano's like, bye! Alyssa Milano, worst movie friend ever. Worst movie friend. Ugh. She's totally like in her own spaced out. She cared about her character like 75% of the way in. I'm like, who cares? Because I was like, Reese Witherspoon's not being a very good friend to her right now. Like, clearly this girl is like a walking cry for help. And she's not helping her. Poor Gary or whatever that guy, the the male friend's name, he gets like fucking, oh, fucking, sorry. (laughs) Say it twice, why don't you? 
Yeah. It gets... That's another scene where we're Nailed. just... In the woods? <laughs> yeah. Number one, you're like, why is he going in the woods? I just... The first thing I saw, he's like in a big open meadow and he starts walking into the bushes. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, he lives in the woods. <laughs> you did say that. You were like, he totally lives in the woods. He's a tree nymph. <laughs> you didn't say that, but that's funny. Yeah. Then Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, I just want to talk to you. I just want to <laughs> walk and talk with you a little bit. <laughs> then they start running. running. Yeah. The, the poor guy couldn't run to save his life. As soon as I saw him try to run away, I realized he was a bad runner. And I was like, just hide. Hide. Just find somewhere to hide. Didn't work out. Sorry, um, Gary. But one of the main things that Chrissy noticed about this movie um, is his infamous use of every single character before they say their line in the movie, they also have to say David, another character's name. Steve. Laura. Nicole. I know every character's name, whether I want to or not, because they said it 45 times. Do you remember the name of the random guy that Steve went to talk to about, like, what his legal rights were? I do. Alex. <laughs> because he said it. Oh, Jeez, Alex. How much info do you need? And I was like, this... It's like an under five day player, somebody, and I know his name. Somebody should do a like a YouTube supercut of that. Just everyone, Nicole. It's ow. such sloppy writing. It really is to have to repeat the character's name forty five times. And all right, I'm going to concede one thing that I hate about Titanic. <gasps> what? Jack, Rose, Rose, up here, Jack, Jack, this way, Jack, Rose. Every five seconds, and once the ship starts going down, and I'm like, I get it. Your names are Jack and Rose, and that was sloppy on Cameron's part. And I mean, luckily the movie's so great that you know you can overlook it. But in this movie, there isn't many other redeeming factors, and it's so distracting, like so distracting that I can't get over it. Justin, I cannot either, Chrissy. Justin. I'm just saying, I can't get over the sloppy writing in this movie or the horrible acting of the parents. Justin. The only, like, this is obviously an early role for Reese Witherspoon and also kind of early for Mark Wahlberg, but they both, like, they did okay. I mean, it was a little bit melodramatic, but they did okay with it, especially in scenes with with just each other. But, oh my God, did they, like, take the adults in this movie out of some sort of scene study 101 class and just plop them in a movie? William Peterson will kill you for saying that about his acting. But seriously. You know, he's in CSI. He was the original CSI guy. Really? Yeah, William Peterson. God. What? It makes me feel like I could have been acting (laughs) this whole time with like a bag on my head and been just as effective. (laughs) As the dad? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Or as any of the adult characters. Don't you agree? Or am I alone on this thinking that they couldn't act, Justin? I actually liked the parents. What? Well, not as much the the stepmom, but him. That that makes you look like a whore, Nicole. Another great scene is um, when the dad comes to the school that time. And tells Mark Wahlberg that he wants to talk to him around, like, the corner. And they have a meet. Oh, yeah. That's a great scene. I'm going to rip out your balls. <laughs> and I'm going to shove them so far up through your mouth that 
something bad happens. What about the random scene where he was checking out Alyssa Milano's ass? Like, that was the most random scene ever. Like, she came in and started flirting with him and bent over, and he was like, yeah. And then, like, the daughter Worst came in and was like, Worst best friend ever. Right. But, the, but then that was never revisited and never talked about again. Like, that was it. It was the most random and awkward scene ever. Please tell me. Please tell me. That as men get older, not all of them are that creepy that they start looking at their daughter's friends. Please tell me. Yeah. Well, defend your species. Oh, defend my species. Yeah. No, we never do that. I'm not saying never. I'm saying, but like, please tell me that's not a universal thing that all men like are secretly checking out their daughter's friends because that's gross. I'm much younger. I agree. That's gross. Oh no! Said like somebody who (laughs) 15 years from now is gonna be like, "Hey, that chick's kind of hot," and I'm gonna be like, "Are you?" Freaking serious? <laughs> what? Oh, man. That girl no. looks like Albert Nobbs. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> no, we'll be at like a restaurant or something. We'll be at, the, we'll, <laughs> we'll be at Applebee's sitting with our two kids or whatever. And I'll look over at the next table. It's Albert Nobbs. I'm like, <laughs> hey, Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Let's meet in the elevator. One night when my wife is in the country with her parents or whatever, oh, vacationing. By the way, are you ever going to be that person where... Because you would notice every celebrity in public. I never, ever do. And you always do. Mm-hmm. If one day you see Glenn Close in close proximity, are you going to be like, oh my God, it's Albert Knobs. Like you're not even going to remember her name. No, no, it's Glenn Close. But I'll be like, remember when you were at Albert Knobs? <laughs> Me too. I never saw it, but now I think that like every movie you've ever been in, you were Albert Nobbs. Well, okay. So it would have made it funnier if it was if, if <laughs> instead of Alex Forrest, it was Albert Nobbs. Back, yes, it would have. Back to fear. We got to discuss the whole final kind of. Let's try to break into the compound of Seattle. Yes, and hurt people thing. Exactly. That's the official title of their game plan, by the way. I knew the minute Reese Witherspoon gave him the alarm code early on in the movie, I was like, this is a bad idea. Foreshadowing. Don't give people your alarm code. My friends didn't even have my alarm code growing up. Like, girlfriends. Thank God. They could have come by your house and your dad would be like, hey. Oh, God. He would have. What up, 16-year-old? Kill me. He would have. Alyssa Milano. Gross. But seriously, like... I agree. I never gave my friends my security code or whatever. Right. Yeah, you don't. You just don't do it. It's a bad idea. It is bad. And well, then, well, then after then you then do, I'll... you remember, like, shortly thereafter when he goes crazy. Oh, crap. I gave out the alarm code. We have to change it. No. Also, why is it that once he tried getting in, he did the alarm code, it worked, but the dad shut the door on him anyway, so he couldn't get in. Why didn't he just type it in again? Was it a deadbolt? I think he put the deadbolt on. No, but I think the deadbolt was was locked, and like typing the alarm code made it made it unlock. Because remember, he like ran and did it again. I always wonder that. I'm like, why didn't he just type it in again? Well, obviously, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm in the fucking house, dude. I mean, he was. Perfectly cast for this role because 
I could believe him just going crazy. Like, Yeah, that's true. He's got that crazy vibe. Yes. Like, hidden by a respectable, polite name and face. Say hi to your mother for me. And let me in your fucking house! Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what his Jekyll Hyde personality was like. Thank God for the little brother. Can we just say that for a minute? Thank God for Reese Witherspoon, the little brother in this, who was able to climb out of a window, go to a 90s car phone, call 911, run over one of the bad guys, get back in the house, find the keys off the dead guy, undo his mother's handcuffs, undo his father's handcuffs, and, like, help Alyssa Milano up. Reese Witherspoon's character couldn't make it out that window because of her big forehead. (laughs) She's like... I'm trying, you guys. I can't get it through. I was more disappointed. We're like, screwed. Let me get this straight. Your little, like, kid brother can do all of these heroic things to save the day. And you can't even, like, help your dad when he's fighting for his life with, I almost said Albert Nobbs. <laughs> with, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. What is Mark Wahlberg? His character instead was Albert Nobbs. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a short fuse too. Let me in the fucking house. <laughs> wow, this is the most cursing episode ever. <laughs> Albert Nas got a sailor's mouth on him. I wish- <laughs> Albert Nobs. You just got Albert Nobs. You <laughs> just poked the baby in the head. Sorry, baby. Justin was being stupid and was, like, poking me in the stomach. And I think he forgot for a minute that there's a baby in there. Honey. What? When you want to rouse our child, so... I jostle. I don't, like, go poke, the, be poke. Some, no, you go, like, like this. No. Yes. You're like, there's... there's. <laughs> I'm not like, me hungry. No, like, you're like, wake up. Wake up. I tap. I go, tap, tap. Like that. A harder than that. Oh. <laughs> What Baby's like, abuse, abuse. Do you consider that second or third base? What you just did to the baby? No. <laughs> what Mark Wahlberg's character did to Reese Witherspoon on the roller coaster. Oh, second. Okay. Some, think, some consider that third base, and I'm always like, wait a minute. Your bases are different. <laughs> third involves use of your mouth. That's what? Yeah. 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 Some yeah. people have their bases wrong. If they think that's third base, what the hell is home? Imagine third base in the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> you, can be, you can lose a tooth. <laughs> oh my god, what about if like you go on a sudden drop and there's zero G's? And like somebody has been... Or you're on the... Um, I always think of it's a spaceship that goes really fast and you stick it against the walls. Oh, gross, man. You don't like that? The more we talk about this conversation, the more I think that, like, I have not yet passed the stage of possibly getting morning sickness, because I'm like, gross. You, you try to go upside down and stick against no, the wall? No, I don't want to do this. I saw somebody puke on themselves on one of those rides once. Oh my god, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. It was like, bleh. <laughs> oh. I've seen a lot of people puke. What does this have to do with the end of fear? <laughs> Nothing. We were talking about roller coasters. <laughs> I love the end of fear. <laughs> Some movies like this that you see on Cinemax Late Night, 
they don't stick the landing in terms of the conclusion, but I think this one does. Yeah, it totally stuck its landing. Well, no, you're like, you're just waiting for the dad throughout this whole movie to be like, no, okay. I'm going to rip your balls out and put them in your mouth. Oh, please don't do it. Please don't. Stop. You're like, why is Mark Wahlberg punching himself in the chest? Yeah, it just when you actually just did it, which was weird. What are you talking about? It sounded I'm going like to call the police hurt. and tell, tell them that you beat me. I hate that you did that, actually. What? It made me feel weird. It made you feel weird? Yeah, I don't like it. I didn't hurt myself. It looked like you did. I didn't. Okay. Anyway, throughout this whole movie, you were like, why hasn't this dad actually kicked his ass? Yeah, he just keeps threatening to. I honestly thought it was because he couldn't act. I'm like, he can't act. So clearly, like, <laughs> that's the problem. He's limited by his acting skills. <laughs> yes! Kind then, of. But then, that's what I'm saying. Finally, at the end, you're like, yes! He finally got out of those handcuffs. He's like, Whoa. He does the suplex out the window or whatever. Yes. Reese was disappointing. Not because of... of like, the actress. I mean, her character was just, like, she didn't make... First of all, she also doesn't make good decisions. But, like, every time that she could make a slightly smarter decision where, you know, maybe I placate him to make him think I'm with him and then I rescue my dad, you know, or maybe I, like, don't just scream in public. Like, I try to kick him and run, you know. Like, she never, like, made ballsy choices. Maybe I don't give the code away. Yes. So my sociopath boyfriend can come in and divergenize me to wild horses or whatever. Or bushes. Would you come back wild down from this crowd? Yeah. Bush. Albert Nobbs. Albert Nobbs. <laughs> <laughs> what is she left? You know, she's just like, she, she wasn't like laying on her back she's laying on her side she's like i hope that's david <laughs> oh, no. she feels somebody like naked skin against her she looks back albert nubs <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i i was saying this during the movie i'm glad that i saw this after cruel intentions because if i had not i would have thought that cruel intentions was way less convincing yeah man what a great twofer for her this was like 96 and Cruel Intentions was 97. Mm-hmm. I like Cruel Intentions. I like both Fear and Cruel Intentions. You, when we're, wasn't it after this you were like, have you seen Primal Fear? And I was like, no. And you went, do you know what it's about? And I'm like, no, but this sounds vaguely like the conversation we just had like a week ago about fear. And I was like, are you going to do like a fear, Primal Fear? And you're like, we already have our other movie. <laughs> Who watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Primal Fear? Okay. Okay. Ta-da! We'll save that for later this year. Sounds good. If we can make it. <laughs> I feel like we're limping towards 100. I know. Like, this is this was a total limp-limp episode. Sorry. What? These two movies were great. And if you haven't seen <laughs> either one of these movies, I know we've run long, but Just stop. Just see Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Just see Albert Nobbs. There you go. That's really all you need. Actually, I want to see Albert Nobbs now. <laughs> no, maybe. Actually, maybe I don't want to see it because of... <laughs> Because the Albert Nobbs movie in my head is much better than the actual Albert Nobbs. I think the Albert Nobbs movie in our head is much more risque than the actual Albert Nobbs movie. Uh, maybe we can just watch it with a sound down and do our own soundtrack. Oh my god, yes. Our own commentary. Hey, I'm Albert Nobbs. <laughs> and we'll just like make up the scenes as we go along. 
<laughs> I design roller coasters. <laughs> Want to take a ride? Want to take a ride on my Albert Nobs roller coaster? <laughs> Do some Albert Nobs loop de doops. I don't understand why. Second base. I was going to say, I don't understand why Albert Nobs is speaking like he's like a base black man on American Idol. <sighs> he's brought back. Some <laughs> 13. He cried with his mama. Oh my god. My name is Albert Nobbs. <laughs> I'm your next American Idol. <laughs> oh, we are off the rails now. So wait, what would you give uh Fear? Fear? Uh C. B. Oh, a B. Yes. Okay. Solid B movie. <laughs> okay. Justin. Also imminently watchable. <laughs> what? Okay, Justin. Whatever, Chrissy. Justin, listen. Uh, vis-a-vis, the main point is, if you haven't seen Fatal Attraction or Fear, you need to watch both of those as soon as possible. I agree. You should watch them. Just make sure that you are not paying for it. You are at home and you are also doing something like laundry. I don't know. If Fear came on, like, at the IMAX this weekend, <laughs> I would be first in line. Wouldn't that be awesome? Of course you would be. The roller coaster scene in the IMAX, you're like, wow! Oh, no. Actually, I had a friend today who was like, wait, you saw Fear for the first time? And I said, yes. And she goes, my friends quote that movie all the time. And I'm like, it's not a very quotable movie. And I'm like, what? Of course it is. <laughs> okay, Justin. Let's reenact scenes. <laughs> Starting with the roller coaster scene. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been fun. Yes. We've covered a lot of territory. Probably a little too much. Choose your own adventure, Albert Nobbs. Roller coaster, Albert Nobbs. Fear, Albert Nobbs. Somehow it all comes back to Albert Nobbs. What if people don't even... There's probably people out there who don't even know what Albert Nobbs is. <laughs> Just Google it. Did we explain what Albert Nobbs is? No. Holy crap, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to put a disclaimer at the beginning. You don't know what Albert Nobbs is. It's a, it's a relatively new movie. And no, we did not watch the movie for the podcast. But we need to. Yes, we do. All right. Well, this has been fun. All right. Well. Wild want... horses. <laughs> if you want to come back down from this cloud. I'm going to kiss you like a camel. So <laughs> check us out on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. All that uh, stuff. On Twitter, it's at Justin Winters or at Chris Winters with a K. It's a good way to get hold of us. Or if you haven't been so nice as to write us a fun little review on iTunes, you could always do that. And I say nice because if it's like, these people are random as you know what. Like, <laughs> that might not be so nice. This latest episode was all about Albert Nobbs. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I don't know who that is. I went to go listen to this podcast thinking it was going to be about Albert Nobbs, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> It was about randomly inserting <laughs> Albert Nobbs into fear and fatal attraction. I don't even think these people have seen Albert Nobbs. What if it's Glenn Close? She's like, this is an outrage. Oh, she should be a dame. Dame Glenn Close. Dame Albert Nobbs. <laughs> Give it a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'd like to ride a roller coaster with you. <laughs> okay. All right. Good night. Bye.